Hi, you're listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with Awesome Father Mike. Wow. Although Catherine's trying to not use awesome so much because it's supposed to refer to kind of God's awesomeness, right? Well, you're right. And I you you do use awesome I know, quite a bit. I know, a ton. But as it relates to me, I, I'll <laughs> you'll take I'll it. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. Mm -hmm. Excited to be here with you today. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think you really couldn't have missed it in, what was it, three weeks ago during Holy Week, um, the Notre Dame fire. Sure. And the collapse of the spire. Right. Um, And I've just had a lot of interesting conversations with friends and students uh, about that. And, I mean, it was certainly a... I don't want to say distressing, but moving yeah. time. And so um, I just, I thought there could be some richness there for us. No, I agree. I, I um, when I, uh, when it was taking place, mm-hmm. um, the first thing I was, first time I was able to uh, catch the news, I was in an airport mm-hmm. and um, just transfixed Mm -hmm. and and I've been in that circumstance before where I felt like I I wasn't getting enough information Mm -hmm. you know I couldn't Mm -hmm. hear what they were saying and all I could see was you know just the fire and the destruction and I'm reading you know the the titles or whatever underneath and just it it was like a punch in the gut Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. um and I, I, those moments are, they tell us something, I think, about mm-hmm. ourselves and our culture. And, and they tell us something about, you know, a united humanity that I doubt there's anyone um, other than someone who's got some issues, but um, that doesn't see something like that and feel sad. I mean, just mm-hmm. right, rightfully sad. Yeah, and and I I wonder if there isn't some uh, some really good richness to take from that. Uh, mm. What it, what it might tell us? Why do you think it like hits you so hard in your gut? Like you said, um, I think some of it is, you know, in the early period of it, not knowing what caused it and mm-hmm. and wondering in our you know in, in our, our time, time. Yeah. is it you know some terrorist act or something you know more nefarious mm-hmm. and that that just concerns me and saddens me and the second is uh, i've been you know i've mm-hmm. been in there and um my last uh, i was trying to think back i i think it was the summer of 86 mm-hmm. i was there and um the rose windows just there they just that's the lasting impression mm. that i have in my head and mm-hmm. i kept trying to see in the coverage you know if those were if the windows were gone you know yeah. if they if they you know and just you know how do you did they well the the main one in the front is uh was Sorry. not okay uh, was not uh, affected Mm. Um, so, um, I, I think there is some damage to some of them. That said, 
I, I just think there's um, Notre Dame represents more than just a church in Paris. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Seeing yeah. it crumble. Yeah, I, um, I, re- I mean, it was a short commentary, um, but I, it was a beautiful commentary that I read um, by this one guy saying, you know, we in the United States often don't realize um, that buildings, in particular, like Catholic churches um, and cathedrals, are like meant to be teachers to to people to common people that was like I mean that was one of their purposes right I mean obviously for worship too but like all the art was supposed to like teach and tell stories to a mostly illiterate population in the middle ages right correct I mean that's and beyond I mean I sure yeah so and not you know maybe not being able to hear well in a Mm -hmm. a cathedral Mm -hmm. or or not being able to see what was going on up there, kind of far away, and lots of people yeah. around milling, you could always gaze up, yeah. upward, and and we just don't have that in the United States, like that aspect in our history, right, right. where a building was built for that, right. with all those deeper intentions in mind. Sure, and and not just to teach, uh, in terms of depictions mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are. But the whole sense of the soaring mm-hmm. nature of a of an edifice like that, it by its very design is supposed to lift us up with it, yeah. you know. And so, um, you know that that creates a dynamic that takes us beyond ourselves mm-hmm. and takes us, you know, to a realm that is not as worldly. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I you know we we have a somewhat of a um, minimalistic uh, approach, I think, today, and maybe in some very good ways around um, art and architecture. Um, mm. And I'm, you know, I'm no fan of Rococo or, you know, <laughs> I, you know I'm, I'm a bit of a minimalist myself, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to Christmas decorations or whatever. But, um, but at the same time, I do think that um, different ages speak to us about... Uh, uh, their beauty mm-hmm. and the uh, a different way of understanding the divine and the human mm-hmm. reality mm-hmm. Uh, and Notre Dame is one really good example mm-hmm. of that and I also think of the 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 workers who mm-hmm. built that the artisans Toiled, yeah. who you know, spent a lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, toiling at, at their craft mm-hmm. and the craft being so such a gift, mm-hmm. you know, a stonemason who's <laughs> able, you know, I, I just I appreciate those things. Mm-hmm. And so to see it fall is. Yeah, it, it just yeah, it hurts. Mm-hmm. So I, I also have to admit um, that, you know, in the midst of the aftermath of this, I. uh like pretty rapidly, there were some major, you know, donors, uh, private individuals and companies who came out and were like pledging big money, big yeah. money, like right away and um, had some difficult conversations with some friends around, um, you know, what is the that perceived uh, response to something like that versus, you know, I, what are our responses when we see a natural disaster, which is impacting human lives 
right there in that moment. Right. Um, and uh, some of them were uncomfortable with that kind right. of. And, uh, and and you saw some of that backlash a little bit in the papers uh, or on different social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I think, again, um, when you make it an either or. Right. You know, either right. you give to the poor that are in our midst right now or or do nothing. I'm not sure that that's mm. fair and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that um, our lives are that sort of, uh, you know, one dimensional. You know, I think um, I think people are moved by different things. And just because they're moved to do that doesn't mean that they they aren't moved to do things for the poor as well. And, and right, so I, right, right. I just think those judgments, I don't think they're helpful. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, that having conversations around what do we value mm. and what's important and what are we willing to spend money on. You, you see it all the time. And it was much more of an issue in the mid nineties. Mm. I recall when many cities were um, issuing bonds in order to build stadiums, mm. you know, massive stadiums mm-hmm. for major uh, athletic uh, leagues. Yeah. And, you know, People were saying, you know, you got that 70,000 seat stadium, you know, football stadium that's used maybe eight times a year, mm-hmm. you know, and you're and you're spending, you know, a, a civic investment of X. What yeah. are we doing? You know, and yeah. then everybody comes back and says, well, you know, you got this other investment with that team. And and like, I, I you know, that's way, way, way <laughs> above my pay grade. All I'm all I'm saying is that. Um, mm-hmm. These questions uh, arise, I think, not just around churches, mm. but, you know, around any of life's, whether it be, you know, the Amazon rainforest mm. or or some, uh, you know, trying, you know, here in the triangle, some developer who's, mm-hmm. you know, is putting in some multi-use, mm-hmm. um, you know, building, mm-hmm. you know, what what is what's its bigger purpose and what does it say mm-hmm. um, and that's where I think Notre Dame and people who want to see it restored are saying something about what that building says mm. much the same way a stadium says something <laughs> much about the same what, way what culture right, values. right. Yeah, an airport yeah, yeah. think about airports you know what is an airport saying just look. <laughs> hmm. What does RDU what is, what speak is that to my heart? All right, now that's just really ridiculous. Okay, what I'm what I'm saying is that I've seen the you know the infrastructure mm-hmm. of our of our country and around the world. You know, a lot of money put into air travel, and not just you know to be able to handle the flow of people and the like, mm-hmm. but they're beautifully designed mm-hmm. and they're artic- architecturally beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and, and so that's, you know, that dynamic has, has really changed, I mm-hmm. think over the, over the years. And so I think it says something about what the culture values. Mm-hmm. So we, this kind of makes me think of, um, you know, at mass the other day, you mentioned it wasn't like a big part of your homily, but you mentioned like the church's role in kind of establishing at least the Western university system. What has, as not an art historian or church historian necessarily, but what has been the church's role in 
you know, art and architecture in in the Western world. And like, what it, what is his role today in that? Yeah. And Notre Dame sort of is situated mm-hmm. in the midst of that cultural heritage, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just a heritage that is, um, you know, no longer has a role today, or it's just something that we study from the past. Mm-hmm. As a as a living uh, heritage, I think we're still uh, impacted by it. And so mm-hmm. I think from the beginning of creation, humanity has appreciated beauty and, and as mm-hmm. a result has desired to celebrate the capacity of the human spirit to mm-hmm. live into its uh, divine image by being a co-creator mm-hmm. and to co-create beauty. You know, I, th- I think that's at the heart of the, you know, the human spirit in our divine image, you know, that we've been created. And so we have this spark of creativity that that God has not a spark of, but God has a, <laughs> a, a just out of control fire for. So mm-hmm. I, I think the church has long seen its role as supporting that, mm-hmm. as uh, being a caretaker of its. Uh, of its, you know, past, but also a preserver and a promoter of arts and culture um, for today and for the future. It's interesting. I've got a meeting um, uh, next week with uh, some folks from the Div School. We're going to be co-hosting a um, uh, an exhibit that's going to be a lot more interactive uh, next year with what's called the St. John's Bible. Hmm. And it's a modern version of an ancient art, which is the the calligraphy of the medieval monasteries in their artistic renderings of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, that was one way in which, you know, obviously the church saw art as a way of preserving and presenting the scriptures. Um, but even aside from the church presenting or preserving art um, and architecture just for the church, it also does it for culture and yeah. civilization as a whole. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm excited. For- I, feel, I feel like I'm talking. About <laughs> no, I mean, um, yeah, I, it's interesting. I do think about, there are a couple of, um, like modern Catholic and Christian artists that I like to follow on Instagram. And I mean, it's a totally, it's a very modern style, but I, it's, it's funny. Cause I was thinking the other day, you know, processing through this Notre Dame stuff, like what is, what does modern Catholic art look like? Has there not been Catholic art in, since, you know, the middle ages, like right. beautiful, but, um, well, let me ask you this. When you walk into a yeah. church, mm-hmm. What goes through, you know, for, first time you've, you know, you're walking up to a church. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, are we talking any church like here in the United States? Are we talking like any church as you're approaching it and you're looking at it? I'm definitely judging positively or negatively the both the architecture and the art. That's like what I'm first taking mm-hmm. in. And do you find certain architectural and artistic 
um, renderings create a more favorable atmosphere for you to worship? 100%. Yes. Can you describe what those are? Just for you, I mean. I mean, just, just so we can come to learn who the queen <laughs> how is. How, how those mind works. No, I mean, um, just kind of what you what you were saying uh, towards the beginning of like, uh, does it lift you up? And I am someone who you know sounds really cheesy, but like, my mom is like this. My aunts are like this. Like a beautiful evening cloudscape will like move me to like thank god and just marvel at like the beauty of nature like it's just so it doesn't have to be that beautiful and same kind of thing um in a beautiful church i'm just um kind of that awe comes through (gasps) real awesomeness Mm. because the awe really does come through and it um yeah it moves me to gratitude to um just remember and realize God's goodness and what he's created and what he's like enabled us to be able to do. Um, if you, if you're thinking of spiritually enriching moments that you've had in churches or chapels, Mm -hmm. are, are any of them attributable to the art and architecture of the space? Yeah. (laughs) I, I'm actually ve- tell. I'm very envious that uh, I'm not I'm not going on the Roman Assisi pilgrimage because I think I mean one of my favorite parts of the last you know Roman Assisi pilgrimage I did get to go on was um, the Portiuncola, which for our listeners who've never been there, it's this tiny chapel that Saint Francis himself like prayed in, um, and he died mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's inside of this big, is it a basilica now? Correct, yeah. yeah. So there's this tiny chapel inside of this giant basilica. And so that in itself was just like, I don't know. I loved that juxtaposition and that that, that tiny chapel was preserved inside of this great big thing. But then even within there, the um, fresco of the Annunciation. Which I, you have on your wall. Yes. Well, I have it on my wall in my office and I have one in my bedroom at my apartment because it's just, I, I sat there for quite a while and I love um, sitting and praying with that image of just beautifully rendered Mary's yes um, to what the Lord was calling her to. Um, and I've seen many Annunciation images and they all kind of speak to me a little bit but for whatever reason that one and that small um space in the midst of this like big majestic other thing i just something really spoke to me there it was, sure yeah. and, and so i think to me that reflection is what notre dame represents more broadly right. and it doesn't have to be right. a cathedral it can be the simplest of uh of structures you know for some people less is more and Mm -hmm. that's beautiful also Mm -hmm. you know and so um you know for i I, you know i often think of when we would do the beach retreat weekend and and we'd be celebrating mass out under that pavilion with the the sand and the surf Mm -hmm. as the background Mm -hmm. you know at, at sort of close to twilight i mean that to me that's a the, the environment is a moving mm-hmm. uh, reality, you know, and, and so, but at the same time, I've been in, you know, some of the more beautiful uh, cathedrals, you know, and, um, and 
and just been transfixed by the art, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, you know, it's interesting in Paris itself. I, I think as beautiful as Notre Dame was, I found the, the church of Sacre-Cœur mm. to be more moving. Even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a, in the apse of the church there, there's a, um, a mosaic of, uh, of Christ that is, it's massive and it's it's it just stunned me oh yeah yeah wow. there we go so I, I mean it so even as much as Notre Dame you know is a far more well-known yeah you know there are other places that right. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even here you know like some of our students you know they prefer Duke Chapel you know, they just this grandeur of it just yeah. lifts them up. Yeah. Some prefer Goodson Chapel. Yeah. It's got a little more of a homey feel to it. It's mm-hmm. a little softer, mm-hmm. the natural light. Yep. You know, and and mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I mean, I think art and architecture speak, and so a mm-hmm. treasure that has spoken to generations, if we can preserve it, we should. Mm-hmm. But we we need to continue to remember, you know, that these buildings are for greater purposes and they should lift us up. It's been kind of mildly annoying to me (laughs) that the last few days, right in these days before graduation, there's a zillion, you know, seniors outside Mm. of Duke Chapel having their pictures taken in their cap and gown, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which, you know, hey, that's great. God bless and all that. But I think to myself, is this all this building is for you? Mm-hmm. It's a just nice a backdrop good for your Instagram. backdrop <laughs> for your picture. Mm. Man, it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. So much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you try and worship in it once while you were here? Right. Or, or just, even just sit in it? Right. Or even, even if you're not going to come in, I just hope that you stand in, in awe. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, mm-hmm. the awesome, I, you know, what a great way to start the, the podcast because... I mean, that is at the heart of what houses of worship are supposed to do. They're supposed to mm-hmm. bring us physically to a state of awe and wonder at the mm-hmm. glory of God. And some things do that very simply, and some things do that very... Uh, grandly. You know, grandly, <laughs> beautifully, mm-hmm. artistically, you mm-hmm. know, and... Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Queenie. Are there, I just want to ask, are there any places, you know, it's a little bit tricky and expensive to, you know, make a pilgrimage over to sure. Assisi or uh, Paris. Are there any beautiful um, places here in the States that would be, you know, maybe people have some time over the summer and they want to make a little pilgrimage or. Yeah, I mean, there are places I've been to myself mm-hmm. that I think um, have. So much of that, and again, you know, some of it in my own hometown of Baltimore, the ah, the holy city, the holy city. Mm-hmm. That's right, uh, the Basilica of the Assumption, mm-hmm. uh, which was restored um, probably about fifteen years ago to its original, um, its sort of a, its original look, and it's it's got a simplistic colonial um, majesty to it, mm. you know that spoke Mm -hmm. again talk about a building speaking it spoke to the country Mm. about a religious denomination that was not you know necessarily on the forefront you know it said hey we're here 
and we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And we actually have something to say. Our building mm. has something to say. I mean, so I think that mm. that's what I also, you know, I was so always loved the Cathedral of Mary or Queen in Baltimore. It's just another beautiful. Um, there's a great story behind that, too, but we'll leave that for another podcast um, <laughs> as a tease for I don't know when we'll tell it. But um, St. Patrick's. Cathedral mm. is uh, and the restoration that they just oh, finished yeah. a couple Gosh, of years ago is yes. just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so so those are obviously some, you know, some the the um, the cathedral in St. Louis is oh, really, 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 really beautiful. Um, and, you know, there are tons of small chapels mm-hmm. and little um, country churches, mm-hmm. you know, that that have a artistic simplicity because you imagine the worker mm-hmm. who uh who carved you know that wood statue yeah. or whatever you know so there's yeah i could go on i mean there's tons of places that i would love to recommend to our listeners to go visit <laughs> you, you know like i've never been but they say in montreal um, oh really you know the what's it called yeah maybe it's the cathedral i don't know but uh is it saint anne no don't ask me. Right. Let's say end of, you can edit this out. <laughs> nope. We're going to leave Something. it in. We'll let them explore the Montreal, I've never been to Montreal church beauty. So, uh, but, uh, you know, they say mm. it's stunningly beautiful. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. And and maybe maybe even in your, like, my parish growing up, I didn't know how ugly it was. <laughs> I didn't. I thought it was beautiful until I actually, you know, grew up and started seeing other things. Other but your, your local parish church, because mm. it's yours. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's got maybe some cheesy artwork or, you know, it's just not well done or it's it's just screaming 1972, (laughs) you know. Okay. Oh, boy. You know, find find something in that, too. Yeah. It may not be Notre Dame, but yeah, it's a house of God and it speaks. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you, Father Mike. Thank you, Queenie. Thank you guys for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. Please, this summer, email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Fireside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke, just like you. To learn how you can support Fireside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks, Father Mike. Thank you, Emma. All right. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats.